right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Skin Talk with your host, Lo and Faith. We're back today for another episode, and we're super excited because today we're talking about oily skin and the myths that a lot of, or misconceptions that yeah. a lot of people have about oily skin. And then also we'll give advices on like your home routine and everything like mm-hmm. that. So I think this will be a really good episode for anybody struggling with oily skin. And also a really great episode to like share to your people that you know who also might be struggling. Yeah, there's like, I think oily skin tends to be one of the biggest or hardest skin types to work with because there's so many misconceptions in it and like what you need to be using, how much you need to be using, all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of, it's kind of a yo-yo skin type because it feels like you're always going in a circle because most of the things that you're doing tend to be wrong. Right. It is a complicated skin type to deal with. Right. And even sometimes I feel like it's harder for me to get my oily skin clients in the right home care because yeah. they believe so many of this misconceptions. And I'm like telling them like, no, I, I promise you, yeah. you need to not only need to, but should be using or a moisturizer or right. Or do not use this. Like I promise you, I know it's hard to believe, but this is over drying your skin or you're stripping yeah. your skin. And you shouldn't. I think um, that's one of the hardest things when it comes to the, like the clients and like um, in session treatments is like listening to what people use and like trying to find the right way to be like, you should throw that in trash. Right. No, <laughs> like, sometimes I'm still working on like how to approach that and figure out like, hey, let's use this. They're like, but I already have this. This works. Right. Nice. I'm like, I always like make it a joke and get comfortable with my clients. Like yeah. I had a client last week and she was kind of like... downing herself like when I told her like well you know I wouldn't necessarily do that and she was like god I don't know anything blah blah I'm like girl Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know you're taking the right first step and like that's why you're here Mm -hmm. and then also luckily you're with an esthetician who cares and wants you to know these things Mm -hmm. so I kind of turn it from like telling people that they don't know what they're talking about or they don't know what they're doing and turn it into like uh you actually know exactly what you're doing because you're in the right place now let's like work together and like let me educate you even more um like sometimes it's hard like i was telling you i had to like fight a client (laughs) last time i had them because they were like wanting to use makeup wipes only and i'm like trying to tell her like that's not how it works remember but like for the most part i just tried to like approach it like girl you don't know what you don't know you're in the right place now and let's make this as least overwhelming as possible we don't ever talk down on, like, what yeah. you don't know because, like, what you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. But um, it's hard, too, also when oily skin-type products are such a money grab mm-hmm. in, the, like, any care, skin care, like, product industry. It's, like, the most targeted, like, skin-type yeah. group. That and, like, acne, probably, yeah, are the most targeted which people, go which go hand-in-hand hand hand with who what these ads are out for you don't really only you don't see mainly like hydrating or like for dry you do see some yeah so if you go into a store and you see an aisle of skincare the things that are going to pop out to you most are going to be the ones that are like get rid of your breakouts tomorrow in 24 hours yeah and it's just not a healthy approach those are always the most annoying 24 Mm -hmm. hours this breakout is going to be gone in 24 hours like you're going to wake up in an hour and this bump is going to magically disappear yeah but that's kind of what we were talking about in the tiktok misconception video is that they're preying on desperate people And so it can't, like, it's just, it's just wrong. Like, it's just sad, I feel like, them saying these things because these people are looking for 
this helps. So they're like, oh my God, 24 hours. The last thing I used didn't work. The last thing I didn't use didn't work. Like, Might I will try well anything. Let me, like, yeah. try this. But I think um, they don't realize by trying all these products that are essentially not doing what you want them to do and like keep trying keep trying keep trying we're putting more damage on our skin yeah you're like, probably overwashing, over exfoliating yeah and now you're gonna have to, like it's not just oh i'm gonna try this if it doesn't work it doesn't work like you might be doing long-term damage that you don't realize yeah that's very true that you're gonna have to go back and fix now yeah that's super true so we can kind of like talk about the top misconceptions and um what people think that you might be thinking at home as well like I should or should not be doing this because I have oily skin. And we'll kind of tell you why you should be doing the opposite and, like, what or what would be a good alternative. So number one thing we have written down right now is not using moisturizer. And that's, like – Probably one of the biggest things that I see when I go and I'll ask a client, I'm like, all right, so what is your home care routine? And they were like, yeah, cleanser, toner, and then that's it. Right. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're not done yet. Yeah. Did you <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> right. I'm like, so we're using any moisturizer. And there, a lot of them tend to just steer away from moisturizers because they don't want the extra oil. And I think that's the biggest misconception right. with oily skin is that I can't have any extra oil on my skin because I'm too oily as it is. Exactly. And they don't it's want opposite. to, like, get greasy mm-hmm. or something and or something like that. Yeah. So. A lot of times they run away from it, but the thing to remember with oily skin is is your skin is overproducing oil because it feels like there's a lack thereof. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we're... Or it's in overdrive for whatever reason. For whatever reason, but it's producing Mm -hmm. all this extra oil. Taking away from it can actually sometimes Mm -hmm. trigger it in itself. And also, I think they don't understand the difference between the oil that your skin is creating Versus the oil that you're putting on your skin that's right. penetrating and only doing a certain amount in a certain amount of time. Like, it's not... You're not going to put oil on your face and it's just going to keep coming back out. Right. Like, that's... And using the right kind of oils, too. Obviously, you have to be careful. And, and this is not just geared towards oily skin. It tends to be more with oily skins because they have more breakouts when it comes to certain things. Right. But there are oils that you should be using on your face and oils that you should be staying away from on your face because of that comedogenic scale. Um, and that goes for everybody, not just people with oily skin. But you have different types of oils, which I think we, the skincare industry has gotten better about using higher quality oils right. in their products. But there are certain oils um, that we should be steering away from because they clog the pore more right. and it's I harder eat to get oil. out. Yeah, coconut oil is probably the biggest one that has been around for a while and people have thought this is a holy girl oil and it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. It's really high on the comedogenic scale, which means that it clogs your pores up more and it's going to, which means essentially it's like just. It's just kind of like going on your face and just like. It's masking your face, holding everything in. Sitting in your pore and just like filling it in. And that's going to create like a breeding ground for bacteria and breakouts and things like that. Exactly. Actually, funny story. I was at an event last week and like there was vendors Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I was like, oh, Riley, let's look. Because my daughter, she wants to start her own lip balm business. And we have to talk a little bit to remind me, please, at the end of this episode. (laughs) And um, I'm looking at the ingredients because it says these ingredients in front of this little skincare Mm -hmm. rhyme. And in the moisturizer, it's like coconut oil um shea butter like and i was just like the first ingredient was coconut oil and i was like so tell i guess what you're telling me is is you just got a bunch of things together and you put it on your face and you felt like it moisturized and you like sold it so don't i guess funny just story is also even if you're buying all natural products from people like just 
look into the formulation because side note not everyone knows side note on the all natural products i think you have to be really careful when it comes to that too because there's a difference between naturally formulated products versus natural diy i made this in my home home and i just like put some lemons in here and i put turmeric in here and then i added it with coconut oil and now it's a mask i think we have to stay far away from those brands that are natural to the point of everyday ingredients that i found and put in this product right not everybody won't be educated and a lot of people will be like really motivated to like find the right way to formulate things but then there's a bunch of people also who just like the thought of diy Mm -hmm. and they make like there's a difference between making like a body cream with shea butter and it's like really good and then like putting on like yeah when it comes to body and skin they're Two, two different, different levels, two different things. Um, you don't have to be as conscious unless you do struggle with like body breakouts, but you don't have to be as conscious with your body care right. as you do your skincare. Right. So I guess just going back into like some of these more misconceptions, another one we have written down is over exfoliating and overwashing, which mm-hmm. is like another big thing with acne and oil. I remember it was probably when it was when I literally first started out doing my own thing as an esthetician. I had a client and I was asking her home care routine and everything and she was like yeah I had to exfoliate every day because I just have super oily skin and like it hurt. It hurt to hear that. uh, It hurt to hear that because (laughs) there's a lot of people that do that um and they think like I just have this oil constantly coming out like i need to get rid of it constantly remove it it. when it comes remove remove which is not healthy um and you're doing the opposite effect anyway it's like have you ever seen those pranks people do where they'll be taking a shower and they squeeze a shampoo on their head Mm. and then they go to wash it off and they like squeeze more shampoo on oh that's funny i haven't seen these so frustrated yeah like why is it not coming keeps coming coming i feel like that's what i see when like when i do those things because you're like why is this not oil not going away? Why is, right. why is not it not? Away? Why is it not? But it's like what you're doing is causing that oil to keep coming back. Right. So. I was literally going to like describe it almost like a scab. Like you get a scab Picking it. and then you pick it <laughs> yeah. for it to go away. But then it like comes back and it's like worse sometimes. Yeah. And then like you keep picking. Now you have and scar. You're like, wait, what's going on? And it's like literally the same thing. Like when instead you should be like moisturizing it. You should be covering it. Like you should be doing all these other things for that scab. And it's like the same way with the face. So over exfoliating and over washing can oftentimes like strip your skin. Mm-hmm. And even though you're overproducing oil, natural oils aren't like a bad thing. Yeah. Like I always tell my African American clients who come in and like complaining about oily skin, I'm like, well, girl, you know, you're they blessed. always say black don't crack. This is why. Like, yeah. I think that's <laughs> the misconception of like that phrase is when you do have oilier skin, you tend to age less with wrinkles exactly the drier skin you have you're gonna have more wrinkles, more wrinkles a lot easier because you just have no moisture to the skin exactly um so be happy that you have oil sometimes right. i know we don't like like the breakouts and like greasy look but you want that healthy dewy glowy look like right. you don't want you don't want to look like a greasy pizza you kind you of want to look, look like a crispy cream donut yeah. like it glows mm-hmm. like you don't want that like super matte dry finish either. yeah like, I've never cared for that. I haven't either. I've always liked the dewy look. So I'm kind of glad that that's almost like the new it's trend. Back in. The and a lot skin. of people, the healthy skin look is coming in. Just getting your lashes done yes. and like having a glowing face is in mm-hmm. right now, which is like really good. And that means that people are caring about their skin too. Because sure. when you don't have to wear makeup, 
then it like feels oh it, not nice like to not feel like you about, have yeah to. and it's so nice to not have to like check to see if your makeup has crusted off seriously has, like, melted is my away. makeup dripping down my face i love just being would be like yeah i still have mascara on and some blush like yeah. i don't need foundation i don't need those things right because and like honestly the healthier your skin gets the prettier it looks like the less you want to cover it up you don't right. want to like put a cake full of makeup on exactly um, other than in an artistic way exactly so um and we'll also be talking about like the right skincare plan later on in the podcast so stick around if you're listening um because even with oily yeah. skin you can still achieve that healthy glowing look yeah so. i know it's easy to listen to people say don't do this don't do that don't do this like but some people don't have that like what should i be doing now right like, taking all of my right away. <laughs> right <I have> nothing <laughs> what left. do i do now we'll talk about that in a little bit so um a couple other things we have written down uh, uh, kind of going along with over exfoliating and overwashing is like using too many actives as mm-hmm. well we kind of talked about shying away from oils um like when i had oily cystic skin some of, one of the things that really helped me with my inflammation and it also helped me with like my skin feeling healthy like mm-hmm. especially when i know all of you guys who deal with acne or oil like you strip your skin so much of its yeah. natural oils and there was also a point in time where i was taking accutane so using that jojoba oil actually and like taking it off of the steam cloth actually really helped me and there are lots of the right oils to use so mm-hmm. Don't shy away from those. Yeah, but when it comes to, like, the actives and your ingredients, I know, that, again, that's, it comes from, like, the cash grab of products. You see, like, a cleanser that's made for acne and a serum that's made for acne and a mask that's made for acne and a toner that's made for acne and a moisturizer that's made for acne, and, like, you kind of, it, they tend to be too strong. Yeah, you do them all at once. Mm-hmm. And we're not, like, we're just looking at a bottle and seeing, like, oh, that's for acne, let me use it, instead of kind of, like, um getting knowledge on like what the actual ingredients are that we're using right like why is this product for acne like what is included in Mm -hmm. this product what do i use it for stuff like that yeah so you don't want like a glycolic cleanser with a salicylic toner and a benzoyl peroxide serum yeah so you kind of want to limit your actives to one two maybe two products depending on like what your skincare is um i Actives in cleansers can be decent sometimes. I don't really like wasting my actives on my wash off products, but if that's like the only thing that you're doing, you're not really doing too many masks or serums, then active in your cleanser is perfectly fine. Yeah. Like I like the glycolic cleanser from SkinScript. I, I use it though, like not every day. Like I use it sometimes during the week, yeah. like when I know that my skin is looking dull or. That's when you kind of get into that more like advanced skincare. Yeah. But for my people that are like. I don't really know. Definitely I don't, for like I newbie, can't keep track of the days every other that I day use it, and every three days. Then so that one might not be if for you. If you want to yeah. just use your plain, simple skincare three-step cleanser, moisturizer, and sunscreen, yeah. then use your active in your cleanser. But if you're going to like, I typically like my actives more in serums and masks. Yeah. Your moisturizers don't really need actives in them unless it's like a nighttime i was gonna say like a night cream or something maybe but you don't even want that many actives in your moisturizer because a lot of times the actives are going to make you sun sensitive yeah and so that also brings us into the next misconception but you don't want to go into the sun like we i just put on all these actives yeah like (laughs) your skin's like what is going on and when it comes to like your mask and serum those are also going to go the deepest into the skin 
So it's better to have your actives in those products because they're just going to have more benefit. Than they a penetrate moisture. deeper. Yeah, they're going to penetrate deeper. They're going to have more benefit than like your moisturizer or cleanser. Right. That's just kind of on top of the skin. Right. So that's where I typically like those actives. And the actives are, though, like we said, the acids. Acids, um, yeah. They tend to be like the AHAs and BHAs um, and things like that that are like not your filler ingredients. Right. They're the they're the ingredients that are actually doing the work. Right. When it when it says it's an acne product, mm-hmm. those are the ingredients that make it the acne product. Yeah, like product. if it has a salicylic in it, right. it has glycolic in it, like those are your actives. If it's a wrinkle cream, it comes from the actives. Yeah. Um and then that like I said, it brings us into our last misconception, which is not using sunscreen when you have oily skin. Like we probably mention sunscreen every single episode, which should be less annoying than it is actually like oh, okay, I should get it by now. I need to be using sunscreen. Um, There's so many different sunscreens under the sun, and there's one for every skin type, every Fitzpatrick scale, which is like the darkness of your skin. There's one for everyone. I think that oily skin types really prefer the zinc oxide, titanium, those. The minerals. Which is a mineral sunscreen, physical sunscreen. If you see a sunscreen that says mineral sunscreen on it, I mean, I would go towards that if you're having a lot of issues with breakouts when it comes to sunscreen. Obviously, I would gear away towards, I would gear away from the sunscreens that are like, you know, your regular, regular body sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Get like a facial head, sunscreen. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Get a face sunscreen. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a lot less irritating and like having factors that may irritate the skin or may break out or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, if you have oily skin type and you're just. Uh, struggling to find one that doesn't irritate you doesn't break you out then i would search for a good mineral sunscreen it'll probably do you a lot better i know they're coming more into the market now so right. i've seen them in stores um i feel like for a while they weren't around and like you, so you didn't only feel could like get like baby had, bum or like those type yeah of you didn't feel like you had the option so maybe that's why you felt like i've tried all these different right. ones and they don't work because there wasn't that many options out there but i think we're getting a lot more into hey, I need something that works. And um, when there's a need for something, People, the industry it comes. starts. Supply and demand is The industry thing. starts to be like, hey, they're looking for this. Let me get the first one out. Exactly. To do what they are looking for. Exactly. And if you guys want a good recommendation, I literally have only had two people say that they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like they didn't like it. They just was looking for like maybe something different yeah. in the sunscreen. And I really like sheer protection from SkinScript. So if you want it, Hit me up and yeah. you can get it because I sell it online. You can go to glowbylowskyn.com and buy it. Put it link girl here. We'll put the link <laughs> in this video. We'll put a yeah. link into the description of the podcast um, because like we've said every single time, if you look at our social media, sunscreen, 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 like we'll never stop saying sunscreen. Yeah. I am currently working on like it is, it is one of those tough things for me to add into my skincare line because I do want a quality skincare yeah. that's like not going to be irritant to a lot of people. So I'm currently working on adding one of those, but I do like SkinScript. I like Image. Um, I do the Sun Bum does have a mineral line mm-hmm. that I like. There's a couple other ones that I can't just think off the top of my head, but I mean sunscreens are not crazy expensive. No, they're so not. Try they- them out. Look for a good quality one. Um, and like I said, like SPF 30 or more SPF 35 to 50 yeah. is your good range. I wouldn't go anything over 50, over 50 is like pointless unnecessary. Yeah. It's not going to do anything extra for you. So, um, yeah, yeah. Those are my good recommendations on sunscreen. So let's talk a little bit about like triggers or causes of why people could, um, mm-hmm. be 
struggling with their oiliness or exactly or even acne because sometimes it's also about not just like using the right line but just Mm -hmm. knowing about your triggers so yeah, you can know what's going to why you're cause even it. getting these breakouts or having this extra oil production. Yeah. And a lot of people and not that your skin type can change completely, but where you live and like climate like that can play a factor into like how your skin is reacting um, yeah. to around it. So some people may get drier when they move to Arizona. Yeah. Um so all, like that can play a factor if you've recently moved and you've seen like a big change in your skin. That may be one of those things that have affected it, and now you kind of have to uh, switch up and gear your skincare towards the new things that you're dealing with. Very true. Your skin will tell you what's going on. Like, if you feel really, like, tight, sensitive, red, it's asking for for more moisture um, and stuff like that along those lines. So climate is definitely a big contributor to oily skin. Another thing that I think is also a really big contributor to um, oily skin and also for whatever skin type you feel like you're struggling with is not having a proper home care routine. Um, And you also mentioned oily skin wise, like not doing your skincare routine after exercising. But like I had a client come in last week and they had oily skin that was super, super dry. Like it was flaky, which is what we call dehydrated skin. Exactly, you're not like on the dry type skin type. Your skin is just dehydrated. It literally is the lack of moisture and water. And I even told her like, if we get on the right skincare routine, you might not even feel like your skin is super oily. You're probably gonna feel like your skin has balanced itself out. Yeah, and that's what your goal is. Like with skincare, is just to balance your skin and let it function healthily. Mm It's the largest skin. I mean, the skin is the largest organ yeah. on your body. So, I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, it needs a lot of TLC. Yeah. Um, and I think that we've gotten more knowledge on that. And there's still more knowledge to come. There's always more knowledge to come. But yeah. we've definitely got it down to a science of, like, why our skin does certain things and what it needs. And yeah. how we're just trying to get that happy medium and, like, get balanced out. Yeah. A lot of people think like, oh, it doesn't, like your skin, no matter what your skin type, it needs oil and water, like balance. Um, So. And you'll also see people that's like, I just don't use anything because everything messes up my skin. And that's where it it helps to have your regular esthetician to like kind of help you, guide you. Because again, the people that say that have typically gone through the drugstore aisle or have gone and purchased something that. Whatever somebody says. Somebody said that was like some ridiculous salesman trying to just cash grab you. Yeah. Or even their friend. It worked for them and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for you. Like you just are, and not an aggressive way, but you're just having an uneducated approach. Yeah. And so it's good to just go see an esthetician, Mm -hmm. even if it's one time. And just for that initial consultation appointment to learn more about your skin. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just that one time. So. Yeah, and that'll help you just kind of, like, find what will work for you best. Um, I would always start off with a simple routine if you have no routine. Yeah. And if you do have a routine that you don't know what's bothering you or messing with you, changing one thing at a time and giving that a month. as long A as month at a time, yeah. Yeah, so let's like, say I have five products that I use and I don't know what's messing me up, so I switch out one product. Let me try that for a month if I don't see any change try something different out swap something different out um but it takes you that like month month and a half to like have your full cell turnover and to see the difference so i wouldn't as long as it's not like burning irritating you 
Yeah. I would continue to try it out for yeah. like that period of time to actually see what's going on. Yeah, and if it's burning, it's not working. It's yes. like damaging your skin. So remember that. Like that the only time you should feel too. any activation, I feel like, is when you're like in the, in the treatment, treatment room. room with a professional. So or if like some people do have more sensitive skin after treatments, obviously. Like if you right. had a previous uh, chemical peel or microneedling or laser treatment and your home care is a little bit more sensitive, that's just because you're more sensitive. Right. And that's but why it's important to follow the home care the that right your esthetician care. said mm-hmm. to follow. Yeah, because definitely, like, we all had those misconceptions growing up that, like, I need my cleanser to burn my face for it to yeah. be working. But that's, Yeah, if it's burning, it's absolute. doing something. It's the whole opposite. It's doing yes. something for sure. But it's the wrong <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, and then another thing that I feel like isn't, um, it's kind of like the skincare with removing one thing at a time. Um, But the last thing with the triggers, I think, is diet and your lifestyle. Um, It's not going to be the same for every single person, but it is known that for if you have sensitivities, Mm -hmm. they can flare up your acne or flare up certain just reactions in Mm -hmm. your skin, which also can be included with oiliness. So with your sugars, with your dairies, even like skim milk has like extra sugars in it than whole milk. Um, So you having like... If you eat a bunch of dairy, try cutting it out, like Faith said, and see. If nothing happens, then, and you're a cheesehead like me, eat your yes. cheese, girl, because I love cheese. That's why I'm not a vegan. Mm-hmm. But um, if it does lower it out, then you have an wow. opportunity to say, okay, well, how much do I really like cheese? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I'll eat it less or I'll find alternatives. Yeah. And you can kind of grow from there. And that's the same with lifestyle. Like, you can't always eliminate your stress or eliminate certain things, but maybe finding new coping mechanisms for your stress, like yoga or just, like, taking a relaxing hot bath. Just things to... Stress does play a big part. Yeah. We've all had stress breakouts. and For sure. <laughs> they're not fun. But there's also misconceptions with that diet thing, too. Like, yes, diet plays a role, but I think a lot of people, like gear away from their chocolates because they think chocolate causes acne and, and right. like or I need to drink more water like just you have acne oh just drink more water like it'll go away that's what cleared up my skin and there's no scientific studies I think to... the only misconception is if you're not doing the healthy like eating like your basics you know yeah. like if all day you're drinking coffee and eating chocolate and not drinking water whatsoever, then those yeah, there's obviously, obviously pay a factor. But I drink water all the time. It might not be a gallon a day. So yeah. I know that if I drink more water, my breakout's not going to leave. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, drinking more water is not going to do anything. Drinking an excessive amount of water is not going to do anything for anything because your body filters it out at the end of the day. Yeah, like, like you don't want to drink not excess. Using, like, that excess water is going to your toilet. It's not going to your breakouts. No, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Like, just make sure you're, you are hydrating yourself how you're supposed to hydrate. Yeah. You can dehydrate your skin, but as a general basis, like, only the, making a change in those things are not going to fully change. Yeah. So what are some things, I guess, since we've talked about, like, what you shouldn't do are some, like, sh- you know things we should do yeah let's talk about what a routine looks like at home so i think minimum if you're starting off and you're kind of scared to add too much to your routine like i said a cleanser which we should always be double cleansing and like we talked about in our previous episodes that either means two cleansers or one gentle cleanser twice yeah um and then i always say simple cleanser moisturizer sunscreen basic like bottom of the line basic yeah that's the basics like if you're doing anything mm-hmm. let's make sure you're doing this and then no, the best things to add in after that is going to be your toners and serums and mask yeah. um 
and those are those treatment products that are geared towards your skin type and like what you're looking to correct or balance out um so i wouldn't be doing too much or too little and also exfoliating which exfoliating it's probably the second thing I would add in after that base After the routine. base, definitely it would be like, okay, let's start exfoliating. But it's not a daily thing. Yeah. So About I, three times a week, maybe. Outside, outside of your daily routine, exfoliation two to three times max yeah. a week. And depending on the type of exfoliating. Yeah. Um, because, like, the glycolic retinol pads I sell, like, you can do, they're exfoliating, but you can do them three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. But then I also have, like, a retinol scrub that, that do I'm not doing twice. more than twice yeah. a week. Like, I, honestly, for me, I do it, like, once a week. Like, you don't – and when you do it, like, a, also, another way to over-exfoliate is, like, scrubbing. Like, yes. forcefully scrubbing your skin. And I think that's why a lot of people with more sensitive skin or reactive skin tend to go towards chemical exfoliants. Yeah. So, like, a liquid exfoliant. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite liquid exfoliants is the, um, the Polish Choice black container liquid exfoliant i don't know why my brain doesn't come up with the name um but it's their biggest one of their biggest sellers okay um great to use a couple times a week that's just it's a lot more gentler on the skin it's not as abrasive and rough Mm -hmm. if you already have inflamed acne yeah if you have inflamed acne i would you don't want to i would gear away towards a scrub anyways i would go towards those um chemical exfoliants because they're going to go deeper into the skin and kind of gently sloth off Mm -hmm. it instead of abrasively like scrubbing your even face your off. skin yeah. transferring bacteria all that stuff adding more inflammation to your breakouts so. exactly when it comes to serums another thing that i think a lot of oily skin types might benefit from would be using a hyaluronic serum yeah. in their like skincare routine hyaluronic acid is a humectant there's differences between like hydrating and moisturizing your yeah. skin and a lot of times we strip out the hydration from like certain things that we're using so making sure you're using a hyaluronic serum, which is very like basic. Really, it's good for I anybody. I recommend. Use. Like, it, I recommend hyaluronic acid for everybody. Every person in the um, world. Now, if you want to use more of like a treatment serum alongside that, I always recommend a hyaluronic serum in the morning and then your treatment serum at night, yeah. so that you're getting like more benefit and not sun exposure exactly. to the actives in that um, product. And you're getting a lot of the hydration from your hyaluronic serum in the morning, in the daytime, because the hyaluronic, like you said, is a humectant, and it's going to pull in moisture from whatever climate you're in, everything else that you're using, your moisturizers, stuff like that. So I would use that during the daytime for every skin type, because at the end of the day, having a healthy, balanced, moisturized skin is going to help any concern concern that you have. Yeah. And then the last thing I kind of would say on your routine is moisturizers come in all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Just because you have oily skin doesn't even necessarily mean you need to go with an oil-free moisturizer per se. Like you could, but it you just have to find like the right one. The proper. There's creamy moisturizers. There's thinner moisturizers. There's gel moisturizers. Yeah. So um, a lot of times with my clients, if they feel like they're super oily, I'll be like, why don't you just offer this uh, like light aloe gel? moisturizer yeah. or a gel moisturizer, and that'll kind of help you not feel as oily. Um, but that's one thing that I'm adding in soon. Yeah, is, um, a gel moisturizer that's coming soon. Um, I'm getting that in, but um, yeah, I do have some um, moisturizers that are geared more towards like the acne prone, oily skin type, so that it's not so heavy and thick. Exactly, the thickness the matters. Um, so I even finding, have a. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Just finding like that good balance of like 
if you don't like too thick of a moisturizer, finding a like water-based, thinner, exactly. gel-type moisturizer. Exactly. I have a client with oily skin, and they use um, an aloe gel moisturizer during the day because they're mm-hmm. out and about. It's summertime. And then at night, they use the cactine one. moisturizer because they feel like it's more luxury, mm-hmm. luxurious, and it, you know, like, feels... Yeah. You don't want to go to bed feeling like a grease ball, but it does mm-hmm. feel nice to, like, go to bed, like, feeling like... Just like when you get out of the shower, you fully, like, put your lotion mm-hmm. on. You just feel like... Fresh and like, brand new. Oh, like yeah, a brand and new girl. you're kind of not doing anything at night, so it's just nice for everything to sit there, not be like, um, taken off the skin. It's just like an easier way for you to like have everything sit on your skin, mm-hmm. really penetrate it, really get the most benefit from it at night. So I think that's why a lot of people like like the nighttime sleep mask and things like that, just because it, you're just sitting there and it's being able to do its job and not being exactly. interrupted. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, I feel like that. Yeah, that was into pretty- a good. A good place you guys kind of know the do's and don'ts of oily skin the myths of oily skin and then also some things that you can be doing at home to like help combat your oily skin and like we said always like if you still don't really know what you should be using reach out to your local esthetician find one that works for you and have them kind of help guide you through that on a literally one-to-one basis like i'm looking at your skin right now i'm seeing what you're using what hasn't worked what does work like yeah and these are my recommendations so it's a lot easier than sometimes trying to figure it out on your own i agree it makes it so much more simple and then it also makes you feel like you're like in it with somebody else who like wants you there on the journey exactly like you're not doing in this battle alone so I hope you guys really feel like this podcast educated you. You feel a little bit more ease about maybe if you're dealing with oily skin and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you next Monday, bright and early. Yes, bright and early. Mm